Hi, I'm Mama Nat, and this is the Hot Seat Podcast, where we tell the whole truth about growing up. I have mentored high school students and young adults for over a decade, and I study the process of learning how to become a well-rounded and independent adult. So this is a space where we are going to learn about life, out loud and together. You're going to hear from young adults around the world who are building their dream life, and you're going to hear about the mistakes that they've made along the way. So I want you to keep in the front of your mind that we're all making this up as we go along. And I hope that you're inspired by hearing about someone else's story and how they've made it happen so that as you move through your life, you maintain an integrity of yourself and who you are and you feel the confidence to make it up to. This is just for you to feel the freedom and to listen to someone else feel the freedom to live their life the way that they see fit. Okay, you ready? Let's jump into this week's episode. Hi, Monet. Hi, guys. Hi, Nat. Hi, Natalie. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Hot Seat Podcast. I'm going to let Monet introduce who she is to you guys, and we'll get going from there. Hi, everybody. My name is Monet Nairie. I'm a woman of many things. I am a creator, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a community member, and I'm also a person, a glorious person. I currently am on a path of self-employment, but also open to finding jobs that entail creativity and cultivation of the earth. And I live in San Diego, that's where I'm based right now. I... On my spare time, I enjoy cultivating my plants, my garden, and spending time with my loved ones. Nice. But I'm so excited to have you on my, you're my first guest, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but you know that now. And I'm so excited to have you and to share the world with you. I mean, I think you already obviously are in the world, you share in the world. But when I was thinking of people who I wanted to interview and wanted other kids and young adults to be inspired by you are one of the first people that popped into my mind I remember yeah I remember meeting you as I think you were in 10th grade when I met you you were like 15 and Mm -hmm. I remember just turning to Jen who is you know our mutual friend and just being like who is this kid like she's not not that you're not normal but you're not like anybody else I have ever met and you when you you leave your presence, like you just automatically feel better. And then it's just like, you could just be like, hey, what's up? And you're like, hey, what's up? But you're like glowing and like, oh, okay, this kid, this like 15 year old made me feel better about life. And so I'm so excited to have you here. So we're gonna get into the hot seat. So do you remember playing hot seat with us in high school? Sure do. How did Shout you to young life? How did you feel about hot seat in high school? Like, did you I, like honestly? It? Did you not like I think it? I liked it. I think I liked it. I like to share stuff about myself because it helps me get myself. So, and I, I'm not afraid of the spotlight. So, I was just like down. <laughs> <laughs> I would always be down. Like, if you're like, oh, somebody can somebody read? I'm like the one that's like, I'll read. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm glad. So if you don't know what Hot Seat is, Hot Seat is a game where we ask questions 
And it's a time for you to answer that question as honestly as possible. You can skip if you want to skip or if you feel like you don't want to get into one of the things that I ask you about. It's totally fine. We'll just move on to the next thing. But the whole point is to share a little bit about who you are in hopes that inspires someone else to maybe answer that question for themselves. And maybe that will take them somewhere on their journey. So first... Um question I have for you is are you more like your mom or your dad I feel like this was the toughest one because I find myself having traits from both of them and I'm so thankful to even be able to be like oh that's something my dad would do or that oh that's something my mom would do but when it comes down to it I feel like I'm more like my mom she's just very like we're both very like if we want something, we're going to go get it. And also, like, we can be very, like, I don't want to say blunt. But I guess, like, if something is, like, pressing us, like, we'll say it. Like, we'll not be quick. To, we won't be hesitant to share that. I don't know. Also, I feel like I, I get her gumpiness and just, like, her capability to be resilient. So, yeah, I'm going to have to say mama. Your mom. So what was your uh, relationship with your mom growing up? Like, were you guys close? Has that been kind of tumultuous? What has it been like for you? I think tumultuous is the right word. Because there were times where she wasn't around. And then there was times where she was. Mm -hmm. But every time she would be around, she would be do her best to be like, okay, I'm going to provide for y'all and make sure y'all are taken care of. And then I feel like now, I feel like right now, it's more so getting into like, uh, like communicating with each other and like learning about how we deal with emotions or like more so getting to a personal, like a personal inner relationship now that we weren't able to have before. Like, are you guys becoming friends now? Cause how old are you now? Yeah. Like 20, I'm 23. Yeah. yeah. So you're kind of moving from that mother daughter space into like exactly friends because we we I live with my family so it's like and it's not like I live with my mom it's more like we all live together so economically it just is easier for all of us you know so it's like where and I'm starting to see like sometimes I'll have to take on I guess what you would call the mother or a mother role or a responsibility that you would assume my mom would take on but it's like no like it's like not like that like like the dynamic has changed you know mm-hmm. no I know I also kind of had that I mean I didn't have a relationship where my mom was there and not there but I think I did have a relationship with my mom where I felt like I was taking on the parent role sometimes and I was mm. like where are you and like thankfully I'm not yeah. not prepared like I feel very prepared mm-hmm. and maybe like I don't think she intentionally prepared but like her absence kind of prepared that yeah so I'm kind of like I can't be anything but thankful you know and like I'm learning like it's better to just forgive both of my parents rather than hold on to those things because then that just like blocks me from building a relationship with them yeah that's like a better relationship with them wanted to ask you about because as you move into like that friendship dynamic with your parents you start to see them not as parents and as just like humans Mm. and I don't know, how is that process for you or how is it for you now seeing your parents just as humans and accepting them for who they mm-hmm. are and loving them for who they are? I, I'm not going to front and be like, oh, it's easy and I'm so accepting because my a part of my inner child 
still feels those feelings of like wanting my parents' love, wanting my parents' attention. But at the same time, like I understand life and like, I know it's not easy growing up. Like life is not easy. Like we're not placed here and it's fine and dandy. Like we gotta pay rent and do crazy stuff that we shouldn't really, we shouldn't really need to be doing. So I have like gained compassion and like understanding for that. And it feels better on my heart to not hold any resent towards them because I'm pretty sure if I do something, they're not going to hold anything against me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even if they did, like, I still wouldn't want to have that energy brewing inside of me because it's only, what is that going to do? You know? Yeah. No, I for sure think parents resent their kids. Like I'm Mm. now being an older adult, like in my thirties and I don't have any kids, but I can see the adults around me who do have kids where it's like, it is very hard to take care of another human being. And then you, as a mm. kid, you kind of grow up and you're trying to not resent your parent, but you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> or even like yourself, because you're like, why is my parent being like this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you got to kind of be like, well, I'm not, yeah. it's not on me. But like moving into that friendship space with your parents is, I think, a really dynamic process because it helps you become an adult because you really realize like hey I'm I need to do this thing like this life thing it's mine I need to figure it out my parents are not always going to be there to support me and you learn that throughout your childhood depending on you know your relationship and your family dynamics but I think as an adult you have a different understanding of it as your brain grows you start to really put things together and really like you were saying be able to see like okay this is a parent role that I'm taking on but you have the capacity and the compassion to not have that resentment build up anymore and go you know what this is and I Mm -hmm. I can handle this and I can move through it Mm -hmm. yep absolutely yeah okay I love your answers okay so second one second question what is the bravest thing you have done? What is the bravest thing I have done? You know, I was brewing on this question and personally, I feel like I haven't done it yet, but I don't want to um, deny myself of the brave actions that I have done. And I think part of it is just like sharing my truth through my art, specifically like my digital collages. I feel like those is what those pieces specifically is where I my like stream of consciousness kind of flows into the piece and maybe it's a riddle to y'all but to me it's like deeper than that Mm -hmm. and so to post to like share those with the world out in the world I feel like that's very brave and then also like just simply like lately at least for me like brave things is like like speaking up like it doesn't even have to involve everybody it's just like in small situations like speaking up and saying my truth and not being hesitant or not being afraid to do that Mm -hmm. not being afraid to take up some space exactly exactly yeah yes yeah I feel like that's it's interesting that you said that because my perception of you as you were moving through high school and as you've grown up is that you've never been afraid like when I think of who Mm. a brave person is I I always think of you as a brave person (laughs) Um, thank you probably because of that little piece that you were talking about with you and your mom being similar where it's like if you're not feeling something you're gonna let somebody know 
Like yeah. you, you are very gentle. You are very kind spirit, but you also don't take no shit from nobody. And so right. <laughs> for me, that's brave. I have a hard time um, speaking my mind often. I mean, maybe not in like person to person relationships, but definitely online, like sharing mm, thoughts. Yes. And feels so like okay I'm just putting this out into the world and right and I've been trying to go into a space where it's like when I share something online it's not necessarily for everyone but it's more like for me Mm -hmm. like I want to share this because I want to be able to I'll probably go back to it and look at it and need to hear those words or or sometimes it'll just be intuitive like not even me like somebody needs to hear this but I'm not going to think of that somebody I'm just going to post it I don't know how to explain it Mm-hmm. I guess detaching myself from my ego, like the ego as in like thinking about who's going to look at it and what they're going to think, you know what I mean? Because that's mm-hmm. ego. At least I feel like that's ego for me. Yeah. So that's been a, that's been a grapple, <laughs> I would yeah. say. I mean, it will continue to be, it will continue to be right. as you shed more layers of who you were and you right. step into who yes. you're becoming those things will constantly kind of come up so like and I think I'm in that space sorry those words were so beautiful to describe where I feel like I'm at right now because I feel like I'm in this transition but it's been pretty not long but I'm just like okay we we still here like (laughs) I'm like let me just get settled here a little but not too much you know yes the transition is it does take a long time I think either your 20s end up feeling that way you end up really like shedding a lot you shed people you shed careers you shed ideas Mm. you break out of all these things and the midlife crisis that's coming up in 25 is gnarly but then you like get into your late 20s and you start like feeling yourself a lot more and be like okay you know what Mm. I'm kind of figuring this out I don't have it all figured (laughs) out but I got a little a little of the stability that you're looking for in your yep. early 20s it's coming it's coming because right now I'm like I just my today was my last day with the job I have so I'm just like we big time like the universe is like what you gonna do I'm like okay so we maybe you're, right. you're your bravest thing is still coming and yeah I think that's a beautiful idea to think okay I have gone to this place but I have even more space to grow like your life is going to be long god willing and you Mm. have so much space to grow so I kind of like your answer like I haven't done my bravest thing yet but I've done some brave things in the past I like that (laughs) yes thank you okay so next one let's see do you have a hidden talent Ooh man this one's hard because I feel like a lot of people know that I have many talents and as far as hidden ones Mm-hmm. Ooh, I feel like a lot of people don't know that I could really event get down with organizing events and I also can get down in the kitchen oh you so I feel like people don't know that yes I love to cook oh wow I didn't know that I, didn't I don't know lo- that. I mean you know like I definitely would rather cook a meal than go out and buy a meal and if I could cook the meal I want to buy I definitely gonna try I'm gonna try it <laughs> you know I love that I didn't know I mean I know you like to eat I have fed you yes. plenty in my life, but I didn't know that you love to cook like that. That's cool. I like yes. that. Yes. And also eating, especially eating colors. I mm. love colors. So I'm like, if I could eat the colors, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. all for it. <laughs> Did I, so, and I've also, 
Yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I just want to say, like, watching Master Chef, like Gordon Ramsay, definitely has inspired me a lot as well. Ooh. So I will say that. <laughs> I've been sitting in my in room, just like look at him go, look at him go, and for real? When he's like yelling at everybody. I'm like, why are you arguing with him? Like he's the Master Chef, okay? And it just makes you want to be better, like a better, not only a better chef, but like a better quality person. Like, all right. How could anything I do make it think of quality first? You know, mm-hmm. anyway, excellence, excellence. Props to Master Chef. Beginning <laughs> of his mind. I've actually been. I mean, I followed Khalees for a long time. You know who Khalees is, right? The singer. Rapper? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been following her for a long time, and recently, I've just been. Maybe she just popped up in my algorithm more, but I've been following her cooking journey, and she has like a cooking class that I really want to sign up for. I also, I, you, you know, I love cooking. And I was like, yeah, I also want to be better at this. Like, I want to be fantastic at plating and like combining flavors and eating colors. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I've been trying to navigate like anxiety and depression. Food has really been like a great connector for me because, you know, you have mm-hmm. a second brain in your gut. Yep. And yeah. you can eat for your anxiety and you can eat for your depression. And a lot of it is surrounded around eating colors and mm. eating things that are, make you feel happy and that are good for you. Yep. So yeah. I like that answer. Yes. Yes. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but you also talked about organizing events. So what are some events that you've organized in the past? And are you looking to do that like in the future? I have organized quite a few events when I was in college specifically I was part of the Black Student Union and I was on the board it was my last year and so that gave me a lot of event organization experience and as of right now I definitely would love to be involved in organizing events or even well I really would love to start organizing events in Southeast San Diego because I feel like growing up and also well there was events there's events out here but there definitely could be so many more you know so and I know that I don't want to recreate any wheels because I know there's already people out here in the community putting events on but I would love to just create something around art or around healing in a creative way in my community because honestly that's what I came back home to do Mm -hmm. and so I'm just right now letting the universe and also got like figuring out where I want to be and like what how I want to show up Mm. yeah I feel like that just is an invitation to collaborate with a lot of people yes that is that, a, yes yeah. absolutely yeah. and the, the thing is it's difficult for me because I'm always like well there's so many things I could be collaborating with people on so I always have to take a breath and hone in like okay what do I want to focus on even if it's just like this month you know what I mean like I just I'm trying to self-discipline my mind to be like one thing at a time or like not so many things at a time because I'm realizing that's where the quality is. Mm-hmm. And so just yeah. taking those steps too. Yeah, that made me think of Amanda Seals had, I don't remember if it was on her podcast or in her book, but she was talking once about being just a creative person who's thinking mm-hmm. of a million different things at once and how she's cultivated and curated this kind of rhythm in her life where she'll give herself mm-hmm six months to just paint and then she'll give Mm. herself three months to do poetry or whatever Mm. how she's been able to because I think they call people like that like a jack or jill of all trades like I can just do anything you know 
Yes. And how it just take it will take some time, but you can figure out how to do it all. It doesn't mean that you yes. have to like starve one part of it. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to limit myself either because I'm like, I have a whole life. Like people do people, there's autobiographies of people who do many things in their lives. Like who am I to be like, who am I to limit myself? And who is everybody else to limit themselves from doing that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I've just been on a like, okay, we're doing what we want to do. We're going to, but we know it's going to take some work and some time and some dedication, you know? So I'm just on that. Like today was my last day at my job. And I'm like, what are we doing tomorrow to start it off, to set it off? You know, like yeah. <laughs> now's the new job, like our job, you know, like <laughs> our like self-employment, like what are we doing? Like, it's so I'm really good. trying to. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And there's a lot of learning that comes with that. And I think one of the things I always like have fallen back on, like when I made my leap to be self-employed was like, I've had jobs in the past. And if I need Mm -hmm. a job to fund my dream, I can always Mm -hmm. get that and do that. That doesn't, me having a job that I have to go to while it's limiting in time, it's not and that's a huge thing, like being limited in time right. for sure. But mm-hmm. I'm going to get that money and I'm going to reinvest it in education for myself or in another part of my business that I need. And so mm-hmm. all things can work together for, you know, mm-hmm. for that good that you're moving towards. So I think I'm proud of you and I'm excited to see what you're going to do a thousand yes. and want to continue supporting you as much as I can and it's exposing the world to who you are because you are genius for sure which speaking of that your next question season right now I've been watching Simone Biles just fucking tear it up all over Bet. the place she's so amazing like I literally just watch her tumble and I mean one of my sisters um you know, as a gymnast. And so I am a cheerleader. So I watched her like tumble. And I think she's also incredible, but I'm like, how are people doing this? Like, how are you really just and just tumbling your body 10 times in the air? Like Uh, it's wild. So if you could be in the Olympics, what sport would you compete in regardless of your actual like physical ability at this moment? Like if you could just get in there and do it, what would you do? Honestly, this one was easy because I used to run track and field in high school and I like miss hurdles. Like I think sometimes I'm like, I'm about to go to, I'm about to go to Lincoln real quick and, and mess with the hurdles, but I'm like, nah. But I would do the hurdles. I would do both events. I would do the 400, four by four or the 400 and the 100 meter hurdle. I don't even know if it's 100 in the Olympics. I feel like it's way longer or I feel like they do crazy hurdles in the Olympics. I got to tap in. They do. But I would probably do that. <laughs> I could see you doing that. I remember, I think I only went to like one or two track meets because then joints is long. And I was like, listen, are. y'all are going to be here all day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are. We was. <laughs> um, uh, I definitely remember you running track in high school. So that's perfect. Okay. Great. Last question before we get into our life hack segment is... How would you describe yourself in three words and why those three words? Okay. This is one one I I thought about all the questions, obviously. But I this one I was like, I want to say words that I actually am and I don't want to say words that I want to be. <laughs> anyway, I know it doesn't matter, but I was like, let me keep it real. So I definitely the first one that came into my head was creative, of course. 
I just, and I realized it's because my mom and dad put me in a creative arts school growing up. So, you know, you know what they say, like the stuff you do as a kid, maybe not all the time, but I personally think like, because I was so into creative arts when I was a kid, I think I just took it with me. And so creative is for sure one of them. And then I would also say um, optimistic. I think I've like wired my brain to see the positive in all situations. Like, even though, even if I'm feeling down, I'll be like, okay, what's the lesson in this? Maybe I, maybe there's times where I got to get my emotions together and breathe, but, but when it comes down to it, I'm always like giving thanks. I'm always like, I need to give thanks for these times too. And so optimistic is one of them. And then lastly, I would say that I am outgoing. I was going to say compassionate, but I definitely feel like there's things where I'm like, I could have more compassion towards just being honest. (laughs) So I'm going to say outgoing. And I think when you were like, I've met, I've never met anyone like you. And I think I'm personally starting to realize that I've personally been having a hard time connecting with people here coming back. And, and so I, but I feel like a part of it is because I'm not like, I'm different, like in the best way, like, I don't know, just very specific. So yeah, yeah, that's the third, that's the third description. Do you, are you, do you think you're going to stay in San Diego or do you feel like you're going to move? back to maybe a more creative space like San Francisco or New York even? You know, I could see you in Africa, girl. Yeah, I, that's, that's funny because I, like, I could see myself visiting those places. And of course, I would always probably have ties here to where I'd have to come back to San Diego, but I could definitely see myself in like a rural space as well. So like, I don't know, Colorado has always came in my head. Ooh. And then, like, I could see me being still in California for sure. But yeah, like, I'm, I, I like, uh, see myself in the country sometimes. Mm. Like alone in, in like the country, a country or setting, like on a farm. Like what? Kind yes. Of country? On yes, a farm? like on a farm, like cultivating the land. I'm telling you, girl. Like Kalisa's that. goals. She's out here. She just has Kalise. a ranch. She has her baby. She has her man. She has she a ranch. Cooking. Yeah. I didn't know that. I know that she did a show, uh, like a cannabis cooking show. Dude, did yeah. You see that? Just she's just living on her farm, taking care of animals and her kids, and cooking and documenting the process and selling the things that she makes from the ground. And I'm just like, I love that. Have you seen that video of Kalise where she's like, I'm not anything I'm just doing what I want to do mm-hmm. yeah I was like that's a bit yeah I was like yeah thanks. right that's <laughs> it that's it that's all that's all I really want to do is like you know I want to I feel like I resonate with her in that sense that I'm doing my best to move in a direction that moves me to that place where it's like I can wake up in the morning and do what I want to do that I'm not, Mm. life is not dictated by someone else making decisions about how I spend my time. Cause that to me is the most valuable thing that we have is our time. And if you can have control over that, and if you can learn how to make money. I'm going to go into life hack of the week. This is a segment where we're going to talk about something practical that you can do in your day that has just a little behavior change that has changed your life. So my, my life hack of the week this week is five minute journaling in the morning. 
Mm. I've always had like this love-hate relationship with the journaling. It's been hard for me to remain consistent in it. However, Mm. as I've grown in that journey, I realized I just needed to shorten the time a little bit. So I didn't need to journal and like write seven pages or do it for an hour or 30 minutes. Like I really just needed to get some thoughts off my chest and I do it in the morning when I wake up. And so that's what I do every morning. I wake up, I write the date down and I write whatever comes to my mind. So some days it will be like, I just had this horrible dream and whatever. And maybe I do journal for more than five minutes. And then sometimes it's literally when I'm probably when I'm really anxious, it's like a to-do list where I'm just like, okay, I need to do all these Mm. different things today. So I don't have like a formula that I follow, but I do do my best to wake up every day and get those thoughts down on paper. Um, Because then when I start to move through the rest of my day, I actually have something I can go back and look at and be like, okay, this is what I'm getting done today or this. Cause usually by the end of the time, like if I'm journaling about something hard that I'm feeling emotional about by the end of the journaling session, I'm writing down, like, I'm going to be okay. Like I'm going to figure it out. And so when my mind wants to go back into that anxiety spiral, where I'm just maybe obsessively thinking about something, I'll go back to my journal and read through my thoughts and be like, okay, this is the story. Like this is the narrative. And I get to an ending place by the end. So I don't really need to sit and think about it for hours on end. I can just go back and read it and then get to my ending place and move on to my next thought or what I need to do with my day that day. Mm. So that is my like life hack of the week. Do you have one that you can share? Life hack of the week. I was going to say water intake, but I kind of been switching on my water intake this week. So instead, I'm going to say food intake specifically just like making sure you're getting all your meals in throughout the day I tend to get caught up in doing a bunch of stuff and I don't like I won't eat or I'll eat little things and I'm realizing that that's not beneficial to me and my well-being because that's not good for my brain like I need brain food I need some fuel for my body to move so that's a life hack of the week is making sure you get your food in yes in and water yeah. And then like, not only just any foods, but like being like, you know, being like intentional, like you're not going to wake up and eat a pizza. Like, you know, you got to wake up and, and eat some oatmeal. Like, I don't know. just like. Okay. But you might wake up and eat some pizza one day. And you know what I have discovered? If, I, if it's eggs. there. Yeah. I yeah. have discovered, so I was eating, when I was eating really horrible, one of the things I discovered with cold pizzas, I would like take it and cut it up and put in a little frying pan with a little oil and then crack some eggs over it and I would have pizza eggs in the morning and I was like remixing my pizza because I just got tired of cold pizza but because I think that even pizza eggs pizza eggs because even I mean we do want to eat healthy right and like be intentional about what we're eating but I think what you hit on first and the fact that you need to eat is the most important thing because when we starve ourselves or don't give ourselves the sustenance that we need we can't go through the day like we are automatically making ourselves like operate on survival mode and when you're operating on survival mode like you're not making probably the best decision your decisions yeah you can make and so 
now I've just gotten to a place where like I intu- intuitively eat what I want when I want. And I know that like if I'm eating pizza eggs, for example, instead of <laughs> oatmeal, I already know in my mind, like, okay, something's going on. Like, because right. why didn't, why am I not eating something that's healthier for me? And so that conversation begins to happen for me a lot earlier than maybe when I wasn't paying attention to eating or not eating, and then just eating late at night and not having any sort of like rhythm to my day. So I like what you said about eating, because I think a lot of people don't do that. And yes, weird. It's and stretching. Sorry, I had another I have another life hack. stretching. I just always find myself stretching, like just a release. It's just Mm -hmm. a good release. I don't know. It's for me, like it's a mental release too, not just physical. Like I feel my brain like, yes, like, thank you. (laughs) I needed that. It's true. You do need to stretch. I've been wanting to try this thing here where I saw it's like a yoga thing, I guess. I don't really know. But what it is, is so there's like four poles with ropes on one end. And there's like cuffs that you put around your wrists and your ankles. And then on the other end of the rope is sandbags. So you are like strapped, like almost like hogtied looking. So your wrists and ankles are like extended. And then the sandbags pull you up into the air. So you're suspended. And someone described it to me as like going to the chiropractor and doing yoga at the same time because your spine is just being stretched out. Yeah, pulled in those opposite directions because you're just like this. And then you start to do like these different body movements. Like you're just slowly moving your arms and your legs and you're like getting this very deep stretch in your body. And dude, I was- You're making me want to stretch talking about it. I know, (laughs) I just started moving. I started stretching. I know, but yes, you're right. Stretching is good for you. So now we're going to transition into the golden nugget segment. Back when I was in high school, my old pastor used to, Pastor D, shout out to Pastor D. He would like be in the middle of his sermon and then he'd be like, you know what? I have a little golden nugget for you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he would pretend to throw out these like golden nuggets to us. And I was like, I don't, this man is crazy. But really what he was doing is that he was giving us a little word that was like going to shift our perspective about what he was talking about. And so one of, so like golden nugget to me is like a little mantra, motto, something you say to yourself that helps you shift your perspective a little bit. And so my golden nugget of this week is to stay weird. I have it actually on my my phone so every time I (laughs) look at my phone it just says stay weird and to me that means like stay being yourself I don't mean weird Uh, in the negative sense of like being a weirdo I don't condone that or think that that's (laughs) but I do think that as you move through your day and you start like going into other people's spaces you start absorbing kind of like their energy and the energy Mm. of people around you. And then you can find yourself behaving in ways that aren't always reflective of who you are and who you want to bring into that space. So as, as a practice, I always try to tell myself to stay weird and like stay myself when I'm in, in a new place Um, or maybe a place I've been before, but that's actually probably even harder when it's in a place you've been before because you're conditioned to act a certain to way. To being a certain way. Yeah. 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 So that's mine. That. Mine is stay weird. Do you have a mantra sure. for yourself this week? 
I I don't have anyone any specific one, but I have a few that are always kind of in my head. Mm-hmm. And the first one is closed mouths don't get fed. I just True. always feel like you should speak up if it's a question you have or if it's a concern or even if you just have something to say, you never know what your words can do to someone else. And then also like, why wouldn't you want to advocate for yourself? And I think that that one's important to me because even now I have a hard time speaking up when it comes to certain things. And, and so I always try to keep that one near me. Mm-hmm. And then also like, I don't know, sometimes I'm always like, I always, it kind of is like amps me up to be more like, okay, like you can, you could say what you want to say, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to censor yourself. That's right. So. You don't, you can say what you need to say. I mean, and there's always a way to say it too, you know? Yep. We always try to do it with empathy and compassion and kindness. But yeah, we always do need to say what we need to say. And I know sometimes it's hard to do that. It's hard to open your mouth because you don't want to get in trouble or make the situation awkward or make the other person feel bad. But Mm -hmm. if you're not saying what you need to say, you're holding it in. And the more you're holding Mm -hmm. it in, the more toxic it is for you. So I love it. And it's like, you're not, it's not that you're not, you're saying it, but you're not saying it to anyone. You're just constantly saying it to yourself over and over again, most likely. So it's like you're, that's what the bottling in part is mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean like it's yeah. harboring there yeah and that's why it becomes so toxic to you and that's why beca- you even then become more annoyed with it because it's uh-huh. just running in your mind and it's not uh-huh. to be resolved out in the real world right yeah I love that cool so what has God been teaching you this one was sweet because I was like, what have you been teaching me? <laughs> I was like, I had to take a moment. But honestly, I feel like God is teaching me patience and how to honor the present moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like applying that specifically towards like what you want to do and achieve. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're not, it's like, I feel like you're, we don't have to be so hard on ourselves on get attaining the final results especially if we're being present in the steps we are taking to get to those final results mm-hmm. like for me for example like we're working on it where we have a we're collaborating on a project and I'm like I need to get this to Nat like I need to finish this but a part of me is also like you taking your time and doing the best you can on each of these pieces is enough like I don't have exactly. to be so hard on myself and then also like that is opens more room for longevity because you're opening room for learning yes so so that's just what I that's what God's been teaching me I'm really glad that I forgot that question and that we ended (laughs) because one of the things that I end with and I now tell the students that I mentor now and the kids that I work with is that you have time like Mm. all young people I think sometimes there's this little rush you feel like you see celebrities or other people who are quote-unquote doing better than you or making more Mm -hmm. money or whatever and you feel like I gotta get this done now and there's this rush and it's like no you got time you have time Mm -hmm. and you are supported you are seen and you're so loved and so that's actually how I want to end all my podcasts so thank you for yes of course of course Uh, thank you for having me I'm honored to be your first interviewee yay thank you so much for being my first interviewee that was the 
second episode of the Hot Seat Podcast. Remember, you got time. You're supported. You're seen and you're so loved. Peace. Peace.